0: Welcome to NefHacks, High Yield Nephrology at Your Fingertips. This is your host, Andrew Kowalski. I'm the founder of NefHacks, and I'm also a practicing nephrologist. Please visit us at www.nefhacks.com. That's N-E-P-H-H-A-C-K-S dot com. Also, join us on our Facebook group, where I'll be posting updates on our podcast, as well as general updates in the field of nephrology. Let's get ready to make nephrology fun again. On October 21st, a groundbreaking announcement was made when we had the first pig-to-human kidney transplant. Hey, welcome to another podcast of Nef Hacks. This is Andy Kowalski. Man, did you hear that? I really want to talk about this. Um, I don't have much to say about it now except just a brief overview. What I'm hoping to do is to set up a... Uh, better podcast in the near future with one of the transplant nephrologists to discuss this in a little bit more detail and some of the implications. But I did want to share some of my thoughts. So, for those of you who don't know, a pig was put in a pig organ was put into a human body and it worked. Now, those of you who are clinicians and in the medical field, this is mind blowing, right? Because we've had multiple, multiple studies in the past that have looked at doing uh, xenotransplantation and it required multiple rounds of plasmapheresis and all this stuff. And you know we've had complement activation and there's been issues where like, it just doesn't work, right? And it makes sense it doesn't work. We're not the same species. So there's been decades of work to try to figure out how we can make this happen. And it was done, which was amazing. So surgeons in New York attached a pig kidney to a human patient. Now, this patient was brain dead. And they watched as this organ turned a beautiful pink and produced urine almost instantaneously and functioned well for about 54 hours. That's nuts for about two and a half days, give or take. That's quite impressive. And there was no rejection noted. Now, granted, it was only about two and a half days. But, you know, we have seen acute rejection occur and occur on the table, and it didn't happen. This is huge. This is absolutely huge. This could be. This definitely changes the playing field for all the people that are out there awaiting organs and the people that will be awaiting organs in the future. I mean, this is an amazing, amazing step. So what is going on? Well, first off, we have to talk about the transplant situation in the United States more specifically. And what we have is about 100,000 people are on a transplant waiting list. And 90% of that is kidney. So the majority of the patients waiting for an organ are patients waiting kidneys. And the problem is, is that according to the data from Health Resources and Service Administration, in 2019, about 40,000 transplants occurred. So, or I should say less than 40,000. But every year we add more and more people. And unfortunately, every day it's estimated that about 17 people die because of not receiving a transplant and die of complications from said disease. It's amazing and we literally are standing on the threshold of stepping over and saying, hey, we can fix that. That's amazing. So uh, I'm pretty pumped about this. Um, So a little bit more of the background. Everyone's been looking at using animal organs for humans. I mean, we talk about using uh, heparin, right? I mean, it comes from a pig. We talked about using insulin. So, some of the first insulin came from pig. We talked about using pig and bovine valves. So, it's like we've been, you know, trying to do something in terms of utilizing or crossing the threshold between the two species. But it's been tricky, right? So this whole field is known as xenotransplantation, and pigs, shockingly, have emerged as the primary focus. And it's because the their organs are anatomically similar to human organs. So obviously, genetically different species, but we do share a lot of similarities. You know, thank you evolution. So it, it's pretty nice. And the nice thing is, we got a lot of people needing a transplant, and animals can be bred in a very fast and controlled manner which is really nice too so there's a lot of potential here um but you know if we're talking about just the basics right we're talking about taking a animal organ and putting it in a human being so that's a huge step and we have a lot of hurdles that we need to cross or i should say jump over so when if we go back and we talk about how researchers tried doing experiments with non-human primates so this is in the mid 20th century give or take you know they found that the transplanted organ would quickly turn black so this is like immediate rejection that occurred and like you could literally post transplant on the table before closure you can see the organ start to fail and that's that immediate reaction and it's the it's called a hyperacute reaction and that has been the biggest obstacle for xenotransplantation. And in decades, recent decades, I should say, they've been trying to deal with this mess. Now, there, have been, uh, there has been research about trying to grow a kidney in a lab. And it's been uh, kind of successful. I'm not going to say it's been successful, nor am I going to say it's been moderately successful, But we have successfully grown single to up to three to four layers of cells on a plate, functioning cells, functioning tubule cells with some vasculature, and it falls apart beyond that. So we can't achieve a matrix to function as a decent scaffold to create more of a 3D model, but at least in the basic sense, it was able to be done this is huge cuz we don't even have to worry about it so the so scientists basically learned that the aggressive immune response that is seen this so this hyperacute rejection is most likely related to the sugar molecule so it's the alpha gal molecule and it is found all over pig blood vessels and the nice thing is it's it's a known sugar and it's known saccharide, and it's thought to be the same molecule that's responsible for um, allergic reactions to meat. So, moving forward, we're in the early 2000s, and scientists fortunately found a way to basically disable, shut off this gene that's responsible to produce this sugar. And multiple studies have been done afterwards. And it showed that kidneys and other organs from pigs with this disabled gene could be successfully transplanted, transplanted to non-human primates. And that was great, but you know what does it mean for us? And then finally, the step was taken, which was absolutely amazing. So first of its kind, done in New York, we had a genetically modified pig that does not – have the expression of the alpha-gal sugar molecule and transplanted into a human being without any sort of rejection. So looking at some of the literature, uh, apparently it was about two hours of surgery and they carefully attached the kidney of the pig and the kidney was kept outside the body so the team could assess the function in real time. And the pig's thymus gland... So, which helps educate the immune system, for lack of a better, I guess, term, Cliff Notes version, to recognize the kidney as part of the body was also transplanted with the organ to improve its chances of acceptance. So, it's a nice thought. And drugs that suppress the immune system were also administered. So, I have to take a look at what they gave, but most places give thymoglobulin. Some places give Campath initially but i it'd be interesting to see which ones they used and as soon as they attached the kidney within minutes they saw large amounts of urine and they saw that the patient's creatinine started to return to normal this is great i'm pretty excited about this this is crucial i mean granted it's only been 54 hours And I think we have definitely opened the door for a lot of things. Now, we have also opened the door for a lot of controversy. And in addition to a lot of, I would say, you know, you open up one door after launching through a bunch of hurdles, and now you have another door with even more hurdles. So we have ethical questions that come into play now. And these ethical questions come from both sides of the fence, right? We have to be honest that even though it's great in what we can do and that we can take these organs and we can genetically engineer them, we have to understand that pigs aren't spare parts, right? It's not like a pig is an auto zone and you can go pick up a car battery. You know, it's not how it works. You know, there's a lot of discussion that needs to be had. And there's a lot of, I guess, bureaucracy that needs to be shuffled through, but I think what's important is that we are one step closer to solving a global pandemic of organ shortage, and I think it's exciting, and I'm looking forward to see what else is going to come up on the horizon in terms of this and what new information we're going to have. So stay tuned. If I get any more updates, I am definitely going to share. Looking forward to chatting with you on the next podcast.